Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast, where I have a very special guest, Angela Ocampo, who is a dear friend of mine. We met through Instagram. We both now live in Medellin, and it's just been so fun getting to know her and getting to know her work. And she really focuses on connecting with your ancestors. And if you listen to the last two episodes about manifesting your dream life, I really talk about getting rooted and what that looks like and what that means. And this conversation is an extension of that, of what that looks like. What does it mean to connect with your ancestors? What has her experience been in connecting with her ancestors? What does it look like for me? And we provide some tools and tips to be able to start doing that, whether you're new to it or to continue to deepen that practice. If manifestation is something that you're interested in, I definitely invite you to listen to this episode and of course the last two episodes before this one to kind of get that full picture. We'll be really diving into what manifestation is all about this month and I want to invite you to join me into Manifesting Your Dream Life, which is a course that starts September 1st. We'll be together for seven weeks. We meet once a week and I'm really here going to give you the tools and steps and this framework that I've seen really changed my own life. (laughs) And I want to get you your manifestations as quickly as possible and to be able to retain them. I'm all about efficiency. How can we get to where we're going faster, uh, less steps as possible, but of course, doing all of the inner healing along the way. And how do we do that in a, in a fun, lighthearted way, which is my jam. That's what I'm all about. (laughs) Let's dive into the deep stuff, but also, uh, laugh at the same time and do a little bit of laugh cry in between. So I invite you to check out the website. The link is in the show notes, or you can go directly to your mentor.com and we'll see you then. Let's dive into this week's episode with Angela. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited for our guest today. We have Angela or Angela, who has a very similar experience to mine, and she's going to be talking to us about connecting with our ancestors, what that looks like. We're going to be talking about our friendship, which is so unique and fun, and now she's one of my best friends, and she can never get away. (laughs) So let's dive right in. Angela, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for joining me and everyone else that's listening Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So like Isabel said, I am Angela or Angela, and I am a cis hetero woman identifying person. I am also Colombian, like Isabel, and I have indigenous and white European ancestry. And so, There's a lot to say from there, but I come from a marketing background and I transitioned into a spiritual, intuitive mentor and ancestral guide for primarily women and femmes of color and BIPOC, although sometimes they do have offerings for all. And a lot of the work that I do is also very linked to like my own personal journey (laughs) of reclaiming my spirituality, reclaiming my intuition, and a lot of the work that I do with other women and femmes of color and people of color is this, it's centered around like intuition awakening and centered around ancestral remembrance or reclamation. And 
in its entirety. It's really about returning to who we were before the world told us who to be. And so that's just kind of like an intro of who I am and the work that I do. And yeah, can't wait to dive in deeper. Yes. Oh my God, so many <laughs> nuggets of gold even just in that introduction. And we'll dive into some of those things. But just to give everyone a little bit of background on how we even became friends, because I I, I find it so just kismic. I think that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Where... I think this was like early COVID times, 2020. There was like a group on Facebook or something focusing on manifestation and doing a lot of, uh, you know, shadow work, inner inner child healing. And somehow Angela and I were in this new Facebook group. And then I forget, I think at one point, one of the others said that they were Colombian and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Colombian too. And I'm a projector too. And then it was like, we started messaging each other and getting to know each other just on Instagram or online or whatever the virtual world was, uh, whatever tool, it was either Facebook or Instagram that we started chatting. And then the more that we got to know each other. And I think this, we were both in Florida at the time. We weren't even in Medellin. Neither of us had moved here yet. And we had no idea what was in store for us. (laughs) Do do they know that I also live in Medellin? Oh, no, I guess no. We haven't mentioned that. So (laughs) Angela also lives in Medellin. And when, so we're friends online and then I moved to Medellin, and then she reached out and was like, hey, I'm actually moving to Medellin as well. So we met up for coffee, and it's so funny because it's like kind of like a blind date, so, except it's not blind. You obviously know what the other person looks like, but like a like a app date where it's yeah. like we talked, you know, we talked, and now we're going to see each other in real life, which I thought was just so funny. Like I, I guess I hadn't had that experience yet of a friend online in that way up yeah. to that point. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we've, we've gone to like a few workshops together and um, when people ask, how, how did we meet? We always say, we say Instagram and they're like, oh really? Like they're always so uh, just curious and knowing like, how did that happen? So it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I think getting to know our stories of growing up in the States. And Angela, if you want to tell us a little bit more about um, your experience, but I think connecting that and wanting to come back to Colombia and wanting to come back to our roots and the motherland, I think that has also kind of bonded us in a different way in this unique experience and this like time that we're in. But I guess give the listeners a little bit of your background of where were you born and where were you, where you grew up. Yeah, so I was born in Bogota, Colombia, and I left Bogota when I was four. So I was still very young, um, but definitely looking back, um, I realized that there was still that immigrant experience of, of having your entire world to <laughs> like the world that you knew taking away and of course I know that my parents like they moved to give me and my brothers a better life and I know like there was very good intentions behind it but still as a kid growing up there was a lot of um, chaos in that move that I hadn't fully processed until after you know like years later um but so I grew up in Florida, I grew up in South Florida specifically, and I also lived a few, a lot of years, like seven years in Orlando, so I'm a true Florida girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, after um, living in Florida for most of my life, so I lived, yeah, since I was four, I've lived in Florida. I. I was also really lucky in living in South Florida because there was a lot of Latin um, culture. There was, it was like a mix, uh, it was a melting pot. Hmm. So many different cultures and you kind of live like in a bubble. And I didn't realize I lived in a bubble 
until I started to travel. Like I went to Asia and uh, I was there for about six months and I didn't realize how much of a bubble I lived in. Uh, I was a lot, I was shielded from a lot of like the isms in the world. Like uh, they weren't they weren't so prevalent to me, mm -hmm. right? But um, so living in in South and Florida for most of my life, though I once I started to when I was in mark I was I started working in marketing because that's what I studied, that's what I went to school for, and. I kind of was following the traditional, you know, American dream, quote unquote. <laughs> yes. Go to college, like, um, you know, go, go pick a major that makes you money. And I realize now, like, I was living a lot of other people's desires for my life. And so I picked marketing because there was like I I ultimately wanted to study like psychology or something like that because that was where my interests were. But I picked marketing because my parents were like, okay, this is this is gonna make you money, and and so I went with it. And I I do genuinely um, enjoy a lot of the marketing aspects, and I worked in marketing for a company for two years until I realized like I was so disconnected from myself. I was living for the weekends, I was living on autopilot. And that kind of led to my first spiritual awakening where I realized like, what the hell, like what am I doing <laughs> with yeah. my life? There has to be more. And of course me being a projector and also like a, a Sagittarius, my sun signs in Sagittarius, and so I'm a, I'm a big seeker. Like I want to learn things. I want to, I want to find the truth of things. And so I started to kind of just open up my eyes to, to spirituality, personal development, and it was a whole journey, right? Like it was that I started this when I was like I don't know 20, 24. I started to like really dive into you know, who am I? Who am I outside of these constructs that society has placed on me? And from there, I decided to quit my job. Mm, yes. <laughs> quit my nine to five and start my own online marketing business. I traveled to Asia thanks to that business. I was able to, you know, fund my travels and, and have this beautiful experience of living in Asia for six months. And in Asia, I had this other spiritual awakening. It was like phase two. Yeah. <laughs> spiritual awakening. And I realized, you know, uh, I was specifically in Indonesia, Bali. And there, there's just so much spiritual richness. There's like such a culture of spirituality. And there's a lot of spiritual events, right? And so there I was like, realized. Again, I was I was like in this bubble in South Florida where there were people that looked like me and like mm -hmm. yes, yes, I have mm -hmm. this community of Latinos and I went to Bali and I I realized like all all these spiritual events, like they there were people that did not look like me. There was this like level of eliteness that, you know, the people that were guiding the events were blonde hair, blue eyes. And there was a disconnect from all of that. I felt like something was missing. Like I know, like there, there's. I couldn't really put my finger on it in the mm -hmm. beginning, but looking back, I realized it was the disconnection from my roots. And knowing that all a lot of these spiritual practices are rooted in indigenous culture and earth-based people culture, and that's where I come from, right? And so I realized I was missing all of this, and so. From there, in Asia, I had this realization, like, I want to get into that, like, I want to learn more, like, because I always, you know, my interests were always, like, you know, astrology, mm, yes. um, just different, like, I always went back to spirituality, that was, that was my, my anchor, right, even if I lost my way, that was always the, the, the grounding thing, and so uh, I decided to leave you know, stop doing my marketing business and focus on learning about who I was and on a spiritual level. My uh, really harnessing my intuition, strengthening my intuition, 
and diving into these, this connection with my ancestors. And so with that, all of that uh, led me to receiving a guidance from my ancestors because I know that my ancestors called me to Colombia to move back to the motherland. And so through this connection with the ancestors that started with a meditation that simply allowed me to open up the portal of communication with my ancestors and allow me to let them in, that led me to this guidance of, hey, you need to move back to Colombia. There's something there for you. These are your roots. You're remembering your roots here, but it's going to be so much easier. Um, and when I say here, I mean the United States. But what, it's going to be so much easier if you move back to the land of your people. And so basically that's what kind of drove this move to the motherland, back to the motherland, the return of the motherland, yes. what I like to call it. Uh, but a lot of different things that really just led me to this beautiful life here and now that I have with you. Yeah. <laughs> me <laughs> just me <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> really touching my Leo heart over here but no I, I know what you mean and and I think it's funny that for you it was such a like a deep calling and such a process whereas I would say that for me I I have lived here before for shorter periods of time but it just like It, it just like never worked out for me. And so I had this thought that I like that was it like that I was in the States now and 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 I wouldn't be able to really live here again, even though that's like what I really wanted deep down. And then I don't know, just uh, I was here and my cousin was like, oh, you're quitting your job. Like, why don't you just come move here? And then I was like, okay. So it wasn't, I mean, it was like this really deep belonging that I just kind of had given up on that like, okay, I mean, I would love to live here, but it just, it's not in the books for me. I don't know. I had this, I, I had kind of just like given up and then, and then magic ensued or <laughs> maybe the ancestors called me in their own way because I think through our friendship too, it has been such a reflection for me of like, okay, yes, I am from here, but what does that mean? And like, why do I have that longing to be here? And um, like, we we went on a hike once, Angela and I, and I remember I've got like my big boots on and I'm like walking around. I'm like, this is really like steep. It's kind of muddy. And then I just remember you said something where like, you said you said oh our ancestors did it this way and I think you had taken off your shoes or something you had done something and I was just like oh my god like it just like blew my mind which something so simple which in the moment I don't think you were like saying it to mean something so much for me but then ever since that like I'm like no my ancestors have done this and they've been here too and it just like really grounds me it really grounds me in whatever project or if I'm walking or hiking or whatever it may be like that little message of yours I don't think you realize <laughs> the impact that it's had on the connection that I have with my ancestors and you mentioned kind of that meditation being that portal for you and Angela has a really beautiful meditation uh, to guide you uh, into that portal with your ancestors and For me, it's been so powerful. I love that meditation. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know. It, I think it just brings the awareness of, yes, I have indigenous roots. Yes, I also have Euro European roots. How do I work with this like internal battle? Because it is like, it's like, a mix of like the colonizer and the colonized and that's always such a mix and balance and dance for me and that I mean I noticed that in growing up in Minnesota or like coming back here and even though I was born here like when I speak the language it's like you're where are you from and I'm like I'm from here <laughs> oh <my> gosh, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I see 
you're kind of shaking your head and laughing. I'm curious what's coming up as I share on my own experience. Yeah, I I really like, you know, the what you mentioned about having both the colonizer and the colonized within your lineage. Because that's also something that I've had to come to terms with. It's a du- it's a very confronting duality is how I like to um, frame it because it's definitely very was very confronting for me to realize like wow I I, I could never put like a finger on it right mm-hmm. and it's when you have it in front of you it it kind of takes you aback because um, there there's these identities that you hold and they both you know they they kind of just don't go together right and there's a lot of pain there's a lot of ancestral pain and wounding from that and a lot of the times what I what I notice in my work is like people that are doing this kind of work like you and I this ancestral remembrance reclamation work a lot of the time like we're the ones that have to feel it and heal it mm. because our ancestors you know or, or, and our parents didn't have the privilege and the resources to be able to heal it and and move past it so it doesn't continue to cycle through our ancestry right and so a lot of the time when clients come to me they have this grief of colonization of like you know the sadness of like wow like so much was taken from us and so it's definitely something that my relationship with my ancestors has allowed me to meet with love and acceptance because that's really what will help us heal it and allow us to feel it with a layer of empathy and a lot of the things that our, our ancestors and our um, parents could not did not have the resources to do, especially too, like you and I are daughters of immigrants or immigrants as well. And so like a lot of the time the immigrants are, or they carry this survival mindset, right? A survival mindset, like they don't have, they're so focused on surviving and they don't they can't they don't have the capacity to to really meet these deep deep woundings right and so the other thing that stuck out to me when you were talking with sharing your own experience was the fact that and i think we, we always talk about this because we always <laughs> care we have similar experiences um because of the synchronicities in our stories is that when i came being here in colombia you know, I've also had to accept that I am quote unquote gringa because I do consider myself American. Uh, I do have, you know, I grew up there. My stepdad is also American, so there's like these um, this culture that was that I grew up in that I still carry, and I've had to also embrace because there was like so many resistances of like no, like when I was younger, I'd be like no, I'm not a gringa. I'm a hundred percent Korean. Yes, yes. <laughs> Right, and so it's just had to uh, being here, living here in Beijing. Of course, I have the same thing happen where I don't have like a thick Colombian accent. People, they're they're still, you know, I speak and people are like, "Oh, where are you from? You're not from here, right?" Mm-hmm. And so I've had to like heal the little me inside that's like, "No, I'm from here." Yeah. Right? Um, and and so I'm. I see how I'm healing little Angela by being here and just the small things and putting that layer of acceptance and empathy uh, with the help of my ancestors because I know like a lot of the things, a lot of the things that I'm confronting um, allow us to free ourselves a little bit more because the more that I allow myself to feel it, to confront it and to move through it with this layer of love and acceptance, the more that my lineage, is, the, the less my lineage has to carry. Mm. Yes, oh, I got chills because it just resonates so much. And I'm curious to know, being here now in Medellin and Colombia, like how has, how has that 
changed your relationship with your ancestors or have you seen a difference now actually being here? Yeah, so I think the biggest change is like really feeling the land, like the difference in the land. I believe, you know, the different um, the different location where you are, right? Like the United States, the United States has a different frequency mm-hmm. than it does like being in Colombia, but like energetically, right? I'm just talking about the land in itself. If you if you take off your shoes and go on a patch of grass and really allow yourself to feel like that frequency, you're gonna feel a different frequency than if you were in the United States. And so here, I notice that there's like a different voice to, to Mother Earth here. Mm. And it's kind of like a deep, it holds a deep remembrance for me. I feel like whenever I go outside, there's this sense of recognition like a sense of affirmation with the birds, with the trees, with the rivers that are so beautiful here in Medellin. It's like we live like in a jungle. Yeah, yeah. Here, which is one of my favorite things about Medellin. And there's so much nature, there's so much greenery. And even though, you know, in Florida there was I was close to like lakes and the beach, which I love. There's just like a different frequency here where I go outside, I can instantly feel my ancestors because the the land itself holds the memory of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so I always like to say that nature, the trees, the birds, the flowers are my teachers, right? And so it hits different when it's you're on the literal land of your ancestors, the land that birthed your ancestors. And so I think another piece to it as well is, is just being surrounded by other people who hold like the similar, like a similar lineage as you, right? Like they call them a lot here, like mestizos, right? Like they're, they're like you and I, like we hold indigenous uh, roots and we also have white European roots. And so there's, there's just also like again like the like something of a remembrance when I'm when I go to different workshops like there's there's an abundance of workshops here and like events that you can um, go to and and really be in community with this with these people that hold similar identities as you that are also on a path of like ancestral remembrance and it, it's kind of more I realize like. A lot of people here are are also very as so people here that are into spirituality mm-hmm. they have this layer of awareness that people from or that live in the United States don't have like where where they're kind of starting to kind of see it like mm-hmm. you know um, there's like a disconnect that I feel like people over here they they kind of have more of a, an awareness like you know we we are people from the land. You yes. have this recognition. So I just I just think that for me all of that really helps me like deepen that relationship with my ancestors where where it's like stronger. Yes, yes. I I agree a hundred percent. The um I remember when I used to live in the States and then I'd come back to visit and I remember driving down so from the airport you drive down to the city and you see the mountains and I just remember every time, like no matter how many times I made that trip, it just like my eyes tear up. I'm like about to cry right now because I'm like there, there is just this like remembrance of like I'm home and it. There's, I, I don't think I've been able to put words to it, but the way that you just did, just I'm like oh that's what's happening. It's like my body and my soul and my being is like oh, you're home. Like, it's like a big hug. It's like you're here and we've got you. And and for me, when, I look, when I'm when i here, the thing I love about Medellin, you mentioned like the rivers. I love the trees. It's so green here that it... And when I lived in LA, I had a, plants in, a lot of plants in my house and my friend Mackenzie, when she visited and she was like, oh, I totally get why you had so many plants in your apartment. Like, it's so green here, no wonder. And I had never put that 
yeah. like two and two together. Because LA, Los Angeles, this was a friend from Los Angeles, very dry. It's totally different type of just land in general. But um, that resonates with me of even before coming to record with you today, I was trying to work on something. It wasn't working. I was like, okay, I just need to like step outside before I like throw this computer out the window and just be in the land and just be outside and be in nature and you're right. It just it's it's just like a reset and like and I think about the saying that you that you told me on our hike of like our ancestors did it this way. Like our ancestors are here and the more I connect with my ancestors, whether it's you know, through meditations like yours or my own personal practices, it's like, oh, I have a whole team behind me. Like it's not just me, which I think in the US while yes, that does help us, like that is why there is the American story and that like you can go for your dreams and anything can happen. But then it's like, oh wait, I think I've had this realization that I don't have to do this all on my own. Like, wait, I have a whole support system behind me. Like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like what a relief. It's not just me navigating this because for so many years, it just felt so overwhelming and kind of lonely. But here it's like, oh no, I'm I'm supported and I can see it in nature, in the trees. And I mean, talk about like, there's like been planes, the thunder. I don't know if you'll hear it in this recording, but as we sat down to do this, I'm like, of course, there were like dogs barking earlier. And it's like, I don't know, I just feel like it's like the the vibration is like, yeah, like we're here, you know, like it's like, you know versus getting annoyed of like oh I'm trying to record it's like oh no like the thunder is like (laughs) yes like it's resonating and I'd like to share a little bit so Angela had invited me to Atemascal and I was like yes let's go so Atemascal is a sweat lodge it's a, a Mexican traditional ancient practice so I said yes, and then I didn't realize that when it actually came time to go, I was at this point in my life where I was like, okay, yeah, this is like perfect timing in alignment. I have changes that I want to release and go into this new phase with this new energy. And it was just like so perfectly timed that I, I just love the synchronicity of that and again like through our friendship just like you being this beautiful guide of just like you doing your thing and I'm like yes that sounds amazing (laughs) and impacting me in a way that I didn't even know was going to be for me that experience was really really deep and I won't go too much into it here but I guess do you want to share with us a little bit how you came to know about the Temascal and what happened afterwards and Yeah, so like I said here, um, like I said before, there's just an abundance of spiritual uh, events and there's a richness to Medellin that is so beautiful. And so that Temascal was actually sent to me by a friend that I met in another like spiritual retreat here that I did to make an ancestral drum. And so again, it's like everything, everything always leads me to the things that I do. And I just like, I'm just so grateful for, for being guided because I literally feel like I was guided and we were guided. And, you know, I was guided to him by Isabel and she said yes. And so um, we went and that Temazcal was my first Temazcal ever. And it was such a beautiful experience in, in being surrounded by other women-identifying people and just feeling like the intention behind everything. There is this theme of reciprocity that is something that I've seen is missing from spirituality, from, from New Age spirituality, right? And to feel that, to live that, and to see how these people are in such a relationship with the land, with the medicines, like a lot of, uh, when I talk about medicines, like tobacco, cobal, 
um, a grandfather fire like it's it every all every element is like it has an intention and it was just so beautiful to we literally were there from like 10 a.m to like 6 p.m it was a whole day thing right and even though we were tired and like this was like a really long thing of course like you're sitting in a in a in this sweat lodge on the floor on the earth we were in there for like four hours the the uh, your body is physically tired but our spirits were just like yes yes mm-hmm. like i remember this like uh, there was a deep remembrance for me and i know isabel had shared with me as well like there was just something that shifted within us through the 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 uh interactions with the elders and the abuelas that were there. There was like these beautiful abuelas that had come from Mexico that were part of our our temascal uh, and, and sh- them sharing palabra, which is like um, just sharing their wisdom with us. Like there was so many things that I knew that spirit had sent just for me. There were so many things that clicked for me that I went on to continue to like integrate and to shift within myself energetically. And I'm just so grateful for that because the Temascal is really like they, they like to call it like um, a return to the the mother's womb, right? You're in this sweat lodge and it's like it's very warm and you're sweating, it's like it's dark, like you can't see anything. Yeah. And so it's like a return to our origins and I think that in itself was supremely just impacting for me and I hope to continue to to really um, take advantage of being here being on the land and and being able to be a part of those those beautiful events that impact me so much yeah I think for me the part that really touched me is being with I think it was like 30 of us, 30 women, different ages, different backgrounds, different, you know, coming from different places and different countries, yet they all led us to this space together. And and I hadn't really thought about how we do things with intention matters so much to the point of like every single thing having a meaning. Like, yes, yes, I had thought about the concept of like doing things with intention but I mean this was like to the core like it's like the tobacco because of this and we you know start this way because of this and everything was like layered upon each other and when I think about the way that I had learned to do something with intention it was very broad it didn't have all those steps it didn't have all the nuance it didn't have all the richness of the culture of the land and having those tools now it's like okay how can I how can I bring that into my everyday life because I'm not going to be doing the mascal every day (laughs) but like how can I make just every day be kind of this ritual with intention I think I've mentioned not on this episode today but like your coffee like your morning coffee or if you drink tea of like what's your ritual what's your intention what's every step where does the coffee come from like every single thing having a meaning I just find that so beautiful and so again like when I look outside it's like oh yeah all of my ancestors are here because it's not just like oh yeah look at the trees like (laughs) it's just like this deeper meaning and deeper support I love looking at through that lens yeah I think I think that's something that really has impacted me as well just like the intentionality and everything and it's also like a way for them to pay gratitude like there's there's this thing uh, that is very that we experience a lot like in the Damascado was like to give offerings right you know um before entering, like we gave an offering to the earth. Mm-hmm. After coming out, we gave uh, an offering of tobacco to the fire for allow for you know um, for heating up the stones that were used in the Temascal. And it was just like just everything was just something that an experience that I always take with me. And like 
knowing that my ancestors also carried similar ways just made it even more special. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you were describing earlier of like coming back to the womb, like the mother's womb, and it's hot and it's sweaty and like you can't see anything, but we're also like singing and chanting and hearing stories and it's like the vibe, like the vibration is so on so many levels, like so deep and it just feels like so good. <laughs> I'm remembering now, I'm like, oh yeah, that felt really good. I mean, sometimes it was very hot where <laughs> you're like, okay, what's happening? But but at the root of it, it just feels very like just what you mentioned earlier about the work that you do of like coming back to me versus who I was told to be where it's like I'm shedding all of that away I'm sweating all of that away or at least for me it was very much like I am ready to release all of these things these fears and how do I receive and how do I give thanks all in the process of doing that so this feels good (laughs) and I think honoring too like while that practice is from Mexico, it's like the the women that were leading it, it comes with such deep reverence and respect to the teachers from Mexico, to the land, to the connection. I think it just acknowledges it, it versus what I find to be sometimes just like I'm gonna take this piece and run with it and like not give homage to right. the root of it, which I have a hard time with. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, like just really honoring the sacred practice and everything that comes with it. Yeah, totally. I have lots to say on that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's probably like a that's a, yeah. That's like round two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll just have to have you back. Yeah. For someone that's starting out in their journey with working with ancestors and, um, you know, maybe they don't have that deep of connection with their ancestors, how would you recommend that they start that connection with their ancestors? Yeah, great question. So a great place to start is to really... focus on like your your why right like it kind of sounds cliche but but what is your why like for me connecting with my ancestors was to heal the little girl that you know for a very long time felt like she was torn in two right she was not latina enough or she was not north american enough and so for me, that was the intention, and also like remembering, right, filling that that gap. I think for me, it was like I felt a gap, like in my spirituality, and I really needed to fill it and nourish it. And for me, that was what my ancestors were going to support me in. And so, I would say to to kind of just allow yourself, maybe like if you go outside in nature, if you connect with nature, or if you connect with like. Know, being in meditation and just allow yourself to contemplate to to reflect on like what is the deeper desire here what is the root of like my desire to connect with my ancestors because that's going to help you know you know we talked about this intention like look at it as also connecting with your why is also allowing you to build the foundation of this relationship with them and it will help you to go into the relationship with them that you desire with your ancestors with an intention already set. And then looking for various ways to to activate that ancestral connection, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through you simply sitting outside on the grass and stating your intention to your ancestors and speaking to them, right? And maybe journaling after, right? Tapping into the things that you are drawn to is, is especially important as well, right? Um, for me, for example, I love to be 
you know, by a tree. <laughs> and for me, a tree is like an ancestral um, anchor, right? The tree holds a lot of deep meaning for my ancestry. And so I would say to follow your intuition. What are the things that are, you are drawn to that help you feel close to your ancestors? And knowing that when you follow them, you are continuing to deepen and open that ancestral connection. So that's where I would say that you should start. Yeah, I love that. I think too, for me at the beginning, it was like, am I making this up? I mean, that kind of felt like it for me at the beginning. And I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to go with it and learning to trust that like, oh no, this is this is what being in connection with my ancestors is and like learning to trust that. So I just want to offer that. If you feel that way, don't worry. I think that's part of it. (laughs) And definitely check out Angela's meditation. It's so good. Like I mentioned, and if you don't, then you're missing out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) A little aggressive. (laughs) No, no, but I'm serious. Like this, uh, I, I loved it. And I think, um, you're actually going to have it available in Spanish at some point too. So yes. you can you can do either language if you speak either one or both. I'm 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 excited to try it in Spanish and see what comes up right. in the meditation. Yeah, one thing that I didn't think about was like also the Spanish language also connects you to your ancestors. Yeah. and so wow, yeah, I think it will be powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Well, I know that you have a workshop coming up uh, later this month, which I'm so excited to participate in. Tell us about your communing with the ancestors workshop. Yes. So this workshop is a two-hour immersive workshop, and it's on August 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. And so this workshop is a workshop that I've been sitting on for like a year and a half. <laughs> like my ancestors were like gently like nudging me, but I was just kind of like resisting. Uh, but this workshop is a workshop that comes straight from my own learnings from three years of investigating, trial and error, researching, experimenting, um, through like this ancestral connection and remembrance. And so I would say like this workshop is definitely going to save you at least one year yes. of trial and error because it's it's something that you know I wish and I know it's becoming more you know more prevalent like people are are feeling like hearing the call of their ancestors and so this is actually a workshop that I wish I would have had when I first began my ancestral remembrance journey. So in this workshop, we're going to be connecting with your ancestors through the method that I've uh, practiced throughout these three years to connect with them. So we're gonna be connecting with your ancestors and opening up that ancestral communication portal and deepening it. If you have already, uh, you know, opened it, you want to deepen it, this is perfect for you because I'm going to be teaching you the method that I use to commune with my ancestors, to receive support and guidance from them on the daily. We're also going to be learning how to live in relationship with the ancestors, you know. You're also going to be learning the foundations of how to begin to nourish that relationship with your ancestors based on the ancient indigenous proverb of reciprocity. And so again, we talked about reciprocity a lot on this workshop, and so I'm so excited to to really bring back this ancestral relationship to its roots, because that is where, you know, that's where the roots lie. And so um, you'll also be meeting an ancestral guide during this workshop, and I'm gonna be taking you on a journey to continue to deepen or maybe just start the relationship with your ancestors. And so I think those are the main three things that we're going to be um, learning and experiencing and living in this workshop. And I think what's so powerful about this workshop is that we're gonna be doing it in community with other like-hearted souls 
who are also cycle breakers, who are also ancestral wisdom keepers. And it's just so healing to be around others who also share this desire. I think one of the reasons uh, Isabel and I's friendship is so nourishing is because we we share these. Like we know that we are both uh, cycle breakers, and we know we are both ancestral wisdom keepers, and that continues to nourish our friendship in so many ways. And so, who knows? Maybe you can meet your next BFF. In yes, this <laughs> your next Instagram friend yes. that you'll then meet in real life and then become BFFs with. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so this workshop is, is open to all. It's not just BIPOC. And so um, if, you know, if you don't identify as BIPOC or if you have friends, you know, that are interested in this work that you want to sh- uh, come to the workshop with, definitely let them know. Uh, the investment is $44 uh, for two hours. I'll, I'll probably go a little bit over as well just because I know how, how those things go. So if you have been desiring to connect with your ancestors, um, I would love to share space with you. I would love to see you there. And definitely in the workshop, we'll also have some time for Q&A. So like if you, you know, if you've probably been diving into the work, but you're not quite sure how to uh, navigate a specific personal situation, like definitely bring those questions to the workshop and there will be also a replay if you cannot make it live and you can also just send me your questions um, if you know that you can't make it and I will and I will respond to the questions uh, during the workshop so yay I'm so excited like I mentioned I will be there so make sure that if you want to be there too go sign up and where can people find you Yes, so my website is AngelaOcampo.com. So I am also on Instagram at I am Angela Joe, uh, Joe without the E, just the J O, and that's where I usually hang out. All right, well, thank you so much, Angela. I have loved having you on the podcast. I'm already going to say it that I'm going to have to have you come back. listeners we just had a laugh attack for like 10 minutes which I cut out but (laughs) it's just so good I've had so much fun with you Um, and I'm glad that we met via Instagram and that we're friends and that we're here in the motherland now together and it had just it just started raining really hard now that we're closing up so again go check out Angela I'll have all of her information in the show notes and we'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.